0: You're listening to Caffeinate Your Career with Jennifer Way of Way Solutions. Way Solutions is an HR consulting firm that serves companies and individuals by connecting retention strategies with personal career management. Some of their sample corporate clients include Disney, HCA, Morgan Stanley, Nissan, Honda, Dr. Pepper, and many more. Jennifer's newest book, Caffeinate Your Career, Is a collection of career management actions that you can finish with your cup of coffee thanks so much for joining us let's jump in session number one career management styles career management what does that really mean how has that term maybe changed for you has always been the same I think it could be helpful to kind of paint a little bit of a picture of your experience with working with people's careers, and then let's jump into some stories that you have.
1: Absolutely. I think that career management is a very confusing idea for a lot of people. Everyone has a career management style, if you will. Uh, We're not often very conscious of that style, and that's, I think, really the real difference. Career management is about how much control? How much influence do you believe you have on your career trajectory? I think people misunderstand this in lots of ways. They think it's about their job, or they think it's about their skill. And really, this is about how you make a livelihood over a period of time. And if you think about it, your career is not just about one job or one role. It is about the story of your future, of, of what you've done and where you're going. That is really what we're talking about. When we think about career management. Your career is a story of what you've done and where you're going. And so that, that
0: story is so wrapped up in our lives. I mean, that's our life's story so much of the time,
1: right? Well, for a lot of people, I, you know, work is really attached to a lot of deep and heavy things. Work is really, I think, um, how we kind of understand our place in the world. Uh, it's how we perceive our our own status or Intellect or um, – it dictates a lot. It, it represents how we serve the needs of our family, our lifestyle. All these things are wrapped up when it comes to, to thinking about work in your career. If you think about it, the, the decisions you make in your career dictate what school your kids go to, dictates how much you're going to be willing to pay for college. For your kids, it dictates how old you're going to be when you retire, or how healthy you might be when you retire. It dictates what kind of house you're going to live in, what kind of neighborhood you're going to live in, what kind of car you're going to drive.
0: It's All of that. It's everything. That's your that's your life, and especially as Americans. I mean, anyone in the world can be listening right now with you and me, but especially as Americans, you know, that's like that's like who we are.
1: It's a lot of who we are.
0: And you said a lot of heavy things that it's attached to you. I know we'll talk more about that, but when you said there are these different styles that we may or likely may not be aware of, let's talk about those and then I'd love to hear some stories and examples that you've seen.
1: Well, let's talk about it from the positive perspective first. People who are really proactive about their career management don't find themselves often surprised.
0: And a surprise, like a surprise is like, oh, I just got fired today.
1: Yeah, well, that's one surprise. I know we're trying
0: to to stay positive.
1: (laughs) But but it's true, though. I mean, I think proactive people read the the signs, the signs and the signals that are being sent to us. And they're very in tune with those signs and signals. And therefore, they're able to send them and leverage those signs and signals well. So, for example, and I was talking about this in our intro a little bit, um, I had a client who – Uh, was in her late in her grad school, just about to graduate with her master's degree. She had gone straight from undergrad into grad school because she couldn't find a job. She didn't have the tools and resources to do so. Um, Here she is in debt. She spent all this money. And now the pressure is on because if she does not find a job, she cannot defer those loans anymore.
0: Just curious, was she in the same city where she went to undergrad?
1: She was. Okay. Yes. And. She came to a free half-day workshop that I had, and then she started pursuing some additional work with me. She did a big intensive series with me as well. What was fascinating about it is she did the intensive series after she got hired. And I said, I I was surprised by that. I I asked her, why would you sign up for this intense series after you got hired? And her view was that... She had recognized how important it was, and she wanted to ensure she had habits and resources at her disposal that would make sure she never, ever stopped doing that, that those behaviors became part of how she sees the work world, that it became natural, that she became fluent in that. And it was very evident that it worked because she was promoted three times in five years. She tripled her salary. She... Um, she was uh, – after year one, she got recruited away by a competitor. They promoted her twice in a year. Um, they gave her many significant raises and had a big impact in her life. And then she got to buy a house.
0: There you go. I love that. That's so neat. So that's a proactive. So
1: That's somebody who's being very proactive.
0: And with learning how to be proactive. And then that was something you all were working on. And that's I mean, how to be the how, we're gonna be covering that in the future sessions. But just to kind of paint a picture though, continuing that conversation, on the flip side of being proactive, what else what are some other things that have you've seen?
1: Well, then there's the negative, right? So the neglectful would be the opposite of the proactive. And you know, I've seen several cases of people who have been downright neglectful. And I'll give you a couple of examples that really stand out. There was a woman, uh, she was the manager of benefits for a, a pretty significant sized organization. And, you know, in a big company, the jobs tend to be narrow. There are lots of people. There are lots of jobs. So the jobs tend to be narrow. Like you're in a just big doing company. one
0: or two main things? Main
1: things. You, okay. Smaller companies, you know, you have to be able to do more you'll have fewer resources to do them. But you have big jobs in small companies. You have small jobs in big companies, if that makes sense. So she had a very narrow job, and this organization had kind of left her department alone for a very long time. And so long, in fact, I don't know, she probably had that job maybe 12 or 15 years, I'd guess, at that Jeez. point. So she had it for a long time.
0: What general department? Which...
1: Manager benefits. Okay, that's right. But in that time frame the whole industry of benefits changed radically. So by the time her organization came back around and decided, okay, we've really got to update. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, her position, they went, outsourced it to a business partner. Her position was eliminated. That in and of itself was, had an impact on her, right? She was kind of caught off guard and shocked by that. But on top of it, she started interviewing, and then she realized that her job, in the way that it had been fashioned for so long, her skill set, no one in the industry still did it that way. She went from making $75,000 a year. The next job she had, she had to step back into more of a clerk position and ended up making $38,000 a year.
0: So they said that she was distracted during all of the work she was doing, she, right? Right.
1: I wouldn't say distracted. I think that she just she did the bare minimum. Uh, She showed up to work when she had to show up, but her life was outside of work, which is perfectly fine. But she just let it go. And the industry evolved beyond the organization, I think, you know, she wasn't very involved. She didn't have a big network. She wasn't going to professional association meetings. She just lost out and got stale
0: Yeah, oh, such man. that
1: her skills just were no longer applicable. Those jobs didn't exist like that anymore.
0: OK. So we've talked about proactive, neglectful.
1: Well, now there's another kind of neglectful as well. Oh, okay. And this uh, was kind of interesting. More bad news. <laughs> yeah. More bad news. Sorry.
0: But this is a reality, though.
1: It is. And I, and I, I hope that uh, you know, anybody who's listening to this in all honesty is probably not one of these people because they're proactively listening to something that will help them develop professionally. The people who are most likely to fall victim to this, unfortunately, aren't going to be the type to listen to something like this yeah. typically. That makes sense. Right? Um, my second example, and this woman I will never forget, um, we were in a workshop And we were talking about career development. They had brought me in, which says a lot about the employer when they bring you in to talk about professional development. That's a good indicator. So we were talking and we were talking about future state and kind of skills and skill progression and what everybody was trying to work on or, you know, what they were thinking about and, you know, uh, skills that they were going to acquire. And I'll never forget. She distinctly said, well, I know everybody's going towards technology, but that's just not my thing. I'm just not doing that. I'm like, oh, so are you leaving the industry then? And She's like, well, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm confused. You just said the industry is all going in this direction, and you don't want to go in this direction. So are you, are you leaving the industry? Oh, she was absolutely sure that she was not leaving the industry. Little did either of us know that three months later, their department was on the chopping block and had to make cuts. And guess whose job got cut?
0: Her job got cut?
1: Her job got cut. It wasn't anybody else in that same room because nobody else said that they were not willing to adapt or unwilling or, or disinterested in progressing with the industry. She was downright adamant she was not going to do it. She was advertising that in front of her boss, her coworkers. I thought, oh, my. Hmm. I worked with her later, though. Okay. Okay. We worked it out.
0: So there's a positive ending to that. Yeah.
1: She did, in fact, learn the technology. Good.
0: Yeah. So now, the third career management style. Oh, this is the most common. Okay. So this is what you're seeing all the time.
1: All the time. These are people who are passive and strictly reactionary. So, for example, they get a new boss. Or there's a new expectation introduced into their role. Or a new, some sort of perceived threat. New what could that be? It could be somebody who comes into the job who outperforms you.
0: Like, like you're your colleague or a peer.
1: Yeah. yeah, it could be. Uh, somebody comes in and shakes things up and starts doing things like way faster or way more effective or gets mm. way different results. That can be threatening. These are people that are responding to something that's around them. So they're not proactive. They're not managing on their own. They're not reading the signs and signals beforehand. It's after the fact. But something happens, and then they start feeling threatened in some way, shape, or form. And what I find interesting about these people is that it's like we forget that change is inevitable. Um, They count on everything being the same. And that's just not how it works. So the time to start managing your career isn't when... You need a new job. The time to start networking isn't when you need a referral to a job opening. The job The time to start um, managing your career isn't when you get a new boss, and all of a sudden there's a new expectation. Mm-hmm. It should start long before then.
0: So it's not managing your job, it's manage, managing your career.
1: I think managing your job is part. Of managing your career, but I think it's about having some sort of view of the long shot, view of the story. Think about it like your livelihood, right? There are all kinds of jobs that have left this country. Technology has changed. We don't need people doing those jobs anymore. Those jobs don't exist. It's not that they're not coming back. It's that the world has fundamentally changed. And whose job is it? To be, to be thoughtful about the signs and signals of how to get ahead of that curve. Who's going to do that for you? And I think that you have to do that for you. Nobody knows more about what you've done than you do. No one knows more about what you're capable of than you do. No one knows more about your interests than you do. And no one cares about your future more than you do. We can't care about that more than you. Your employer can't. Your, your, your career coach can't. No one can do that for you. And that's what I think um, people have to really keep in mind. And, you know, not just go where the wind blows them, but have a direction. Have a map, per se. Have some navigation in mind.
0: Because as you're going to some of these networking events or you're, in, you're engaging in some of the strategies that I know you teach – it's only going to help you sharpen yourself. So then when you are at work, it's not just you're not just thinking about your next job, you're thinking about how do I show up every day and be better because it's gonna make my life better.
1: Yes. This isn't just a, this isn't for your employer per se. I mean, yes, maybe it is a plus to your employer, but this is to make your life better. I mean, you could come at this completely and say, I mean, I could call this my lazy girl's way. I mean, if I've gotta hire more people. I don't want to wait until I'm in a lurch to have identified what talent might be coming in. I want to go out and find that talent ahead of time. I want to be able to pick up the phone and call Clark Buckner and be like, hey, Clark, this thing, do this thing right here, right? Access to resources that you may or may not ever be able to locate on your own. If you think about all good things that come to you are going to come from somebody in your network your boss directly and your network there's really aside from your experience your education and your network are the three things you own in your career say those one more time your experience your education and your network
0: that's all yours that's all yours and you you own that and you own the destiny to it
1: that's correct and
0: they're all and connected you can leverage that other.
1: you can leverage those things Or you can neglect those things. But either way, it's you. It's big. It is. It is big. And that's what's so fun about, I think, my job is because I'm constantly inspired and working with people, whether they've learned it through a black and blue mark at work or they've learned it because they really want more. They want more visibility or more access to opportunity or whatever the case might be. I am constantly inspired that what happens when you give people tools and insights, what they're able to do with those.
0: I love it. I think this is a great first session, career management styles, and not that we're going to jump ahead just yet, but what are a few things we have to look forward to in the next session? What is healthy career management? So we just talked about the styles. Now we're talking about how do you actually do it?
1: How do you actually do that? How now, do you actually we're get into the how? Impact? We're, into we're the gonna how. get into the how. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more of an explanation about thinking about what is healthy mean, because, like I said, nobody has time, nobody has the energy for more. So, what does it mean to be healthy, and what what do you really have to do uh, for that to be the case?
0: Because you just mentioned a moment ago when you get closer to retiring. The job, the career you have, that's going to influence your life. It's going to influence how you retire. And you even mentioned retiring healthy because you're absorbing a lot of baggage through a lifetime of work.
1: Yeah, your body holds on to your emotions about work. You know, for example, we know that your healthcare costs next year will go up at least 25 percent if you don't like your boss. What? Yeah. Statistically like, speaking, if you don't like your boss, we know your health care will cost you 25% more.
0: And your boss, thats that the same as saying you don't like your job or is that just your boss? Just your boss. And that health care cost, is that coming from, like, that's health care cost to the employer, Mm-mm. you're saying? No.
1: Um, well, I mean, I mean, yes. Okay. So health care costs, meaning you're going to use your insurance more. Right if you don't like your boss. You're gonna call in sick more. You're gonna have more infections. You're gonna be more at risk. You're gonna be, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, well, let's get into it. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. This is a great first step. So the next session, what is healthy career management?